everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. We're back, baby. Hello. We're back with a new series. Yes, yes, yes. Did you the guys? The Uncanny Counter. Yes, the Uncanny Counter. <laughs> Not <laughs> Encounter. Um, yeah. I am, like, really excited about this drama. It has a ton of buzz on Twitter. And, spoiler, I'm really liking it so far. Same. Yeah, I finished episode two last night. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to see what was going to happen next. Me too. And I was like, oh shit, it's the end of the episode. Yes, me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Yeah, I was like, I want to watch episode three now. Yeah, I wanted to know what the hell was going to happen mm-hmm. with that little cliffhanger. Yeah, and like usually, or sometimes with K-dramas, I'm like, how close is it to the end? Just Not just because like I want it to be over, but I'm just yeah. trying to pace myself, I guess. Yeah. And with this one, I didn't think that at all. I was just, like, totally engrossed. And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. It's, the end. it's good. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do the usual housekeeping first before sure. we jump right in? Yes. Uh, so if you want to talk to us on the internet, you can tweet us at OKDramaPod on Twitter, OKDramaPodcast on Instagram, or you can send us an email at okdramapodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website, okdrama.com, where you Yay. will find links to previous episodes and all of our affiliate links to Tebak Box and Fashion Shingu. And um, also, thank you so much for my Bongsoon sweatshirt. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I love it. Guys, I've only been talking about it for two years, and Jill... Mm-hmm was finally like I'm just gonna get it for her so she stops talking about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um from Fashion Shingu. It's such a great website. Yeah, Love they it. have a lot of cute outfits. Again, I really want and should get the um Manuel like denim money outfit. Yeah. I feel like you could pull it cute. off. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um yes. What else? Oh, we also have a Patreon where you can become a patron and you'll get bonus episodes. And if you so choose to go higher in the tiers, you'll get stickers and patches and hangouts with me and Jill. Mm-hmm. Also, we have an Etsy which has really cute stuff, including stickers, pins, patches, and maybe more coming soon. <laughs> uh and please rate and review the podcast it really helps and it makes me and Jill feel good please five stars because we got a less than five star review and Jill got sad yeah I sent it to Caitlin I was like um we got three stars and they didn't leave a comment they didn't even tell us what they didn't like so we can't improve can't improve if you don't tell us yeah. what's wrong. If you want to leave less than three stars, just send us an email and <laughs> and don't don't rate us, <laughs> please. <laughs> if uh, you have if you have a lesser than five star um, feeling towards us, maybe just keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, just don't listen. Or you know, if you're like I like these people sixty percent worth. 
I, I don't know. I just feel like, why would you rate? <laughs> you know? Just, just send us an email and let us know how we can improve. Yes, please. We will, we will try our hardest. Yes. And then, and then once we've hopefully improved, then you can leave us that amazing five-star review and be like, I thought they kind of sucked before. But then I emailed them, and they got their shit together. Yeah. And, like, I'm wondering where in the run they were listening, because we've had a lot of ups and downs in terms of format and sound quality and, you know, I mean... Making a podcast is actually kind of hard, guys. You know, it's not easy. I mean, it's it's easy to just record your voice, yeah. but to make it sound decent yeah. and to put on this whole production I mean it's a thing and I like it a lot but you know they probably heard Egon croaking in the background and they were like what the fuck is that and what brother said would happen he was like you need to keep Egon quiet because people are going to be like confused if they don't know what that is in the background and I'm like well we mention Egon all the time and he's like yeah but you gotta keep them quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of Kiyama people are probably animal lovers, too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's a thing. It's fine. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would probably love Egon, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Um, just the uncounty counter. That okay. We've experienced. Let's do it. All right. So we got some Wikipedia here. Mm-hmm. The uncanny counter, and I'm not going to try to do the Korean <laughs> right now because I haven't been studying and I'm A embarrassed. Out of practice. <laughs> yep. Um, but in Korean, it translates to. Is this what it translates to? Amazing Sumun or Amazing Rumor? Yeah, Sumun in Korean is rumor. Ah, so, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so this is a South Korean television series, duh, starring <laughs> Jo Jo Byung-go, Gyo, uh, Yu Jan Sung, Kim So Jong, and Yom Heiran. Um, this is based on the Dom Dom. I don't Daum? Know. Daum? I'd probably read it Daum, but I have no Daum? idea. <laughs> Daum Webtoon. These are all based off of Webtoons. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, Webtoon Amazing Rumor by Zhang Yi. It centers on the titular character, Somun? So Somun? I think it's Moon. Moon, okay. Yeah. So Moon, a crippled high school boy who is enlisted to be part of the Counters, a group of demon hunters who search for and fight against evil spirits that escape from the afterlife to prey on humans. Ooh. Such a weird, cool concept mm-hmm. for, like, dealing with spirits and stuff. Yeah. We've been dealing a lot with reapers and spirits mm-hmm. lately. And this is a fun one. Yeah. And, I mean, typically you see it like just an evil little ghost mm-hmm. going around and haunting and causing mm-hmm. trouble and stuff. But not, like, taking over someone, basically. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah. I would say that this 
seems kind of like a Hotel de Luna mm-hmm. slash Mystic Pop Up Bar hmm. uh, kind of spirit. Yes. Vibe. Yeah. And they also kind of word it in such a way, like, how these evil spirits kind of uh, take over the body of people that are already kind of messed up, like, morally. People that do bad things are already kind of mean, and the spirit, like, senses, like, this person's an asshole. Yeah. This person's a fuck like me. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. they just, like, jump inside of their bodies. And they kind of did that with Goblin, too, where Mm -hmm, they would show mm -hmm. crickety whatever. (laughs) <laughs> rickety uh, cricket rickety cricket <laughs> uh whispering in like shitty people's ears and then yes them doing bad stuff um yeah so yeah it's it's a really fun drama so far and i am loving it but hey and it was picked by all of you or most of you yeah yeah it won like 58 percent of the vote awesome. out of four so Cool. A, a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, we know some of these guys. <laughs> Please tell me. Who do Did we know? Did you recognize any of these boys? Uh, no, I recognize or, the woman. Yeah, okay. Any, I said boys. <laughs> I don't boys. know. <laughs> any tell of me these about all these people. boys. Okay. I only recognize the woman who is in Goblin. Okay. Yeah, she I has a it. very distinct face. Yes. Um. So, Jo Byung-gyu plays Somun. He was mm-hmm. in Sky Castle. He played the twin brother of the younger goon from Itaewon class. Remember in Itaewon? I was like, I like this boy. I like goon from uh-huh. Sky Castle. And I feel like I'm transferring my feelings. Oh. So. He plays the twin of that boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So in Sky Castle, younger goon and Moon were twins. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. I can see the similarities. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously not identical, but yeah. Yeah, yeah close. <laughs> uh-huh. He was kind of the more badass twin who, like, didn't really give a shit. Hmm. And the younger goon was the more, like, sweetheart. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, he was also in the K2. I think he might have been the subway boy. Uh- <laughs> it just, okay. his listing is just part-timer. Okay. So, um, plus he's in a lot of others that I want to see. So, I thought, when when I wrote this last night, I thought, I'll remember the others, but I don't. You don't. <laughs> it's okay. So, <laughs> um, then we have Yu Jun Sang, who plays Ga Mo Tak. Um, he was in Along with the Gods, and he played a trapped firefighter. Is Gamotak the guy counter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the older okay. guy. Yeah. Um, then we have Kim Sejong, who plays Dohana. And she's in Busted, which is a kind... I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure. It's just kind of a weird mystery variety show on Netflix. Hmm. Um, which, season three is coming out, and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Busted is fun, y'all. Okay, she's also a singer. She was um, on one of those, like, I don't know what you call them. I guess reality shows where it's, like, a singing competition. Oh, uh-huh. Um, audition shows. And they put her in a girl group with the girl from Hotel de Luna, the intern. Hmm. 
Okay. So they're they were in the same girl group, but I think they disbanded in 2020. Hmm. Um, but they're both doing great. They were, I think, were the two most popular. Okay. Uh, then we have Yum Heiran, who plays Chu Mei Ok. She's in Goblin. Mm-hmm. The K2. She played her listing in the K2 was a cleaning lady. I don't recognize her from the K2 at all. Okay. And she's also a mystic pop-up bar. And live. So she's in a ton of other things though. Cool. Um she looked really cool in Mystic Pop-Up Bar because she basically played a demon. Um or she was like the manager of hell. And Mystic hmm. Pop-Up Bar. <laughs> so she looked super cool. Like, she always had, like, a red suit on. And anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have An Suk Kwan, who plays Che Chang Mu. And so he's, like, the oldest counter, like, the super rich guy. Mm-hmm. He was in 100 Days My Prince and Beating Again, plus a billion other things. Like, <laughs> great career. Good for him. And then we have Lee Ji Wan, who plays Im Yu Chon, who's the young girl, younger girlfriend of so. Oh, of the three. Mm-hmm. There's the guy and then the girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she is in Sky Castle, which is also kind of crazy. Um, and in Romance is a bonus book. I think she's Donnie's daughter. Daughter. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I was trying to, to figure out who she was. Yeah, I looked her up before we started Mm -hmm. recording, and I just saw, like, pictures of a little girl. I was like, who is this? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, it's crazy, because she's ten years younger than the actor who plays So Moon. Weird. Yeah. Because, and I feel like she doesn't look ten years younger. No. I mean, I feel like they really aged him down, and they aged her up, I guess, because she's Mm -hmm. only 14. Wow, okay. Um, and yeah, in Sky Castle, so he, uh, so the boy, So Moon, it, his character in Sky Castle, he's like a high school senior in that. And the girl, uh, in, or Lee Ji Wan, she plays a character who's in like seventh grade. Hmm. So, anyway, kind of weird. Interesting. I know, but look at them. All right. Back <laughs> together again. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Should we jump into episode one? Yes, please. All right. So Netflix says, On his birthday, So Moon's struck by a strange burst of light that leaves puzzling changes to his body. He finds answers inside the local noodle shop. We start... Oh, is this the actual... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So that was the Netflix little, like storyline mm-hmm. um pretty straightforward <laughs> yeah straightforward but still lots of questions mm-hmm. but he's gonna find the answers to those questions and we all are in the local noodle shop mm-hmm. all right so we start with a very dramatic opening mm-hmm. a little boy named so moon and his parents are driving on a rainy night and already you're like oh it's dark it's rainy they're all mm-hmm. too happy in the car right now this ain't gonna end well mm-hmm you um, never want to see people driving happily in a car. Yeah. Yeah, there's this movie <sighs> that Andrew got me to watch. It's called uh, Funny Games. And it's originally, uh, I think it's like a from another country, like maybe Germany or something. Mm-hmm. And then they made an American version one. 
But, like, the film starts off with, like, a family driving. I think it's, like, a mom, a dad, and a son. I don't think there's a daughter there. Um, but they're, like, driving to, like, their house or their cabin somewhere or something. Some, like, other home they have. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the car, like, singing, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the music dramatically in the movie turns to, like, metal music or something. Oh, God. But basically, like, this this family, like, gets to their home and, like, these group of guys come, like, two or three guys, and they, like, take over the house and, like, have them, like, fucking hostage and they're torturing them. And it's just, like, it's a really scary movie. because oh, I don't like it's, that. Yeah, it's the kind where it's, like, it could really happen. Yeah. Like, people could really come to your fucking house and, like, fuck with you and, like do shit, you know, and, like, fucking terrifying. It's so scary. I think we saw both versions, and they were very similar and equally terrifying. Mm-hmm. But every time I see, like, a family in a car just, like, happy, singing, living their best life, I'm like, oh, God, this isn't going to be good. It's going to be some funny game stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not funny people. <laughs> Which is a good movie, but also very sad. Yes. Um. All right, so... Um, the boy's parents are police officers, and the dad gets a call from his fellow detective. The detective tells him to watch out and survive, and the man gets attacked, and he falls from a rooftop and lands on a parked car. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like, they're in the car, and the dad's like, what the fuck, like, what's happening, where he's are you, like, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Yeah, and he's, yeah. like, looking around. Yeah, and then the car with the family gets hit by a large truck. And you noted Major Goblin PTSD. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the little boy sees it. Uh, so Moon, like, looks out the window and you just see, like, a bright light on his face. Mm-hmm. It's, ugh, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy survives, but his leg is crushed in the accident and both of his parents die. Right before So Moon loses consciousness, he sees the driver of the truck look into the car. Ew. I know. Ooh, so scary and sad. Bad news. Uh, we flash forward seven years and see that So Moon is living with his grandparents. His grandma appears to have dementia, and he's a really good kid, and he helps to take care of her, and he helps the grandpa out and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but So Moon now has to walk with a cane due to the accident. Uh, but he has a group of dorky friends, a uh, boy and a girl, whose names I forgot right now. <laughs> they might really be written sweet. later on. Yeah, they're both very sweet and just, like, great friends to have, and they mm-hmm. help him. They take care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three of them seem to write comics together, and they like coming up with storylines and like um, just character backstory biographies. And So Moon is the artist, mm-hmm. and in the car in the beginning scene, he's like drawing his family and stuff. So we see that like he's been drawing since he was like a little wee nugget. Yes. Okay. He's been just doing that his whole life. I wanted to ask you, and I'm wondering if maybe they'll address it mm-hmm. later. But I was thinking this, like, how old is So Moon supposed to be? Because mm. we're flashing forward seven years, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, like, art shame anyone, but his drawing in the car was pretty crude. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, uh, like, based on his looks, I would assume that he's, like, 17, 18. Yeah. Um, but then you think back, okay, seven years ago, that means that was... An 11-year-old boy drawing like that. Yeah, 11. What grade are you in in 11? You're in, like, 11? fifth grade. Eh, I've seen fifth graders draw that bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, you're you're an art teacher, so you would know. But I'm, yeah. like... I, I never know, like, I can never correlate ages with grades. Mm-hmm. Always, like, I don't know how old you're supposed to be. But, yeah, I've seen fifth graders that draw pretty crappy. 
Just okay. You don't really know like what they're doing and haven't well, had. I guess his skills have progressed a lot since <laughs> since he yeah. was drawing in the backseat of a car with crayons. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to throw that out he, there because I he was did like, look, he did look really young in the car though. He looked younger than a fifth grader for sure. Yeah, but sometimes these like Korean kids, you're like, oh, that kid is like six, four. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, oh, he's twelve, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Especially boys, I feel like. Like, just in general, boys Mm -hmm. tend to, like, hit puberty a little bit later. Yeah. And it's, like, before puberty, you're, like, like you said, like, you're four. And then after puberty, you're, like, you're 30. (laughs) (laughs) You can never tell how old people are. (laughs) Goddamn. With some boys, there's, like, very little transition. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I feel like that's kind of how Alex was. Like, if you look at Alex like pictures of him when he uh-huh. was a little boy like he was like a very pudgy little boy and then mm-hmm. it's like he hit puberty and then he just looked like a man it's kind of weird <laughs> so strange i know <laughs> um yeah so we don't know how old so moon is mm-hmm. um we can kind of infer somewhere in high school yes um, but he goes out with his friends on his birthday, and they decide to go to a popular, like, hole-in-the-wall restaurant called Uni's Noodles, mm-hmm. and we are briefly introduced to the shop employees, Dohana, or is it Dohana? I think it's Do. Dohana, the server, Chume, Chume, Ok, okay, <laughs> I was gonna be like, okay, <laughs> Chume Ok, the noodle cook, and Motak, the detective from before, from the very first scene. Uh-huh. Um, and he's chopping ingredients with um, super strength and a lot of precision mm-hmm. and breaks the fucking knife. Yeah. And at that point, you're like, the fuck? What's going on here? <laughs> Who are you? Um, Hana appears to get a vision of someone being strangled. And she rushes to the back and tells her crew that she's found one. And it could be a, quote, level three. They tell the customers that they are going to close early, and Hana tells everyone in line that they're closed for the day. Everyone is disappointed, but So Moon is just like, she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she, like, there's like a mini hair flip that happens in the scene, uh-huh. and he's just staring at her with his mouth open. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the noodle shop gang calls their fellow member. And updates him on the situation, an older man. Mm-hmm. And we learn that they are demon hunters. And the crew splits up in search of this bad guy that Hana saw in her vision. She finds him first, and there's an intense chase scene that ensues. They eventually catch up to the demon and inform him that they're Grim Reapers. But he's way too strong for them, and he's able to get away. There's a lot of, like, back and forth happening between them, like, fighting with him, and then him hurting them and getting away. Yeah, it's a very long fight slash yes yes uh the fourth demon hunter named chul jung waits in their quote territory for the demon mm-hmm. we don't know what a territory is really right now mm-hmm. um we just know like the basic definition of territory <laughs> yes <laughs> um, we don't know what it means in terms of these demon hunters uh, the demon eventually runs into this territory, and now Cho Jung seems to be strong enough to take on the demon. But the fight takes a turn when the territory fades. So I don't know, like, how this territory works, like, fades and shows mm-hmm. up different places or whatever. Um, but they're all communicating through, like, little earpieces. 
And they all know where he's at. They're all running towards him, and they're telling him, like, just wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. We're almost there. Um, But the demon stabs him with a pipe and fucking sucks up his soul. Nasty. And he's like, oh, that tasted so good. (laughs) He says something weird like that. It's the best soul I've tasted. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what he says. Or that's what the subtitles say anyway. Um, And then at that point, a bright female spirit leaves his body. Leaves mm-hmm. um, the demon hunter's body. Mm-hmm. And um, the demon runs off. And the spirit's, like, flying through the city like crazy, mm-hmm. looking for another host. And she's like, I need someone in a coma. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the noodle crew is mourning the death of their friend. They're it's in like, shock. They're upset. Really gnarly, too, to be stabbed with a pipe. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Um, we cut back to the three dorky friends, mm-hmm. and they have finally found a spot to eat lunch for So Moon's birthday. Jo Yon, the female friend, urges Wung Min, the other boy, to report his bullies, but they don't tell So Moon the issue. They don't tell him he has bullies or what's happening. They're like mm-hmm. keeping this from him. And then the three friends eat, they have a good time. They walk out of the restaurant through a crowded shopping area, and then suddenly the spirit who has been searching for someone in a coma ends up entering So Moon's body, who is obviously not in a coma. Yeah, and she's like, what? (laughs) Enjoying his birthday with his friends. Uh Uh-huh. Time stops. So Moon floats above the ground. Timer starts, and he falls, like, comes crashing down and hits really, really hard. And Mm -hmm. his friends are like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. They're, like, trying to help him up, make sure he's okay. Um, And then they all start freaking out because suddenly his hair starts, like, curling. Mm -hmm. And they're like, popcorn! (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know how this little spirit that entered his body made his hair curl, but something weird happened. Mm-hmm. And they were like, maybe you were um, hit by lightning. And the girl's like, in this sunny weather? Yeah. What? She's like, are you stupid? This <laughs> don't make no sense. Um, but everything seems fine. Like, he, he was, like, flustered and, like, didn't know what happened, but otherwise he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets home, and then we have a sad but sweet scene of his grandpa giving him a birthday cake, and his grandma doesn't recognize him. That's really sad. Yeah, and then she slams the cake in his face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Moon is freaked out when his hair remains curly, even after a shower, and he's like, what the f- why is it still like this? Mm -hmm. Doesn't look bad, though. No, it looks a lot better curly. Yeah. Um, and then he notices these little black dots on his hand, like on his fingertips, mm-hmm. that won't wash away. And he's like trying to use like a, I think it was like a toothbrush or something, mm-hmm. where he grabs a toothbrush and the toothbrush breaks, mm-hmm. and then the soap breaks when he's trying to like wash his hands. He's like, uh-huh. Everything's broken. Yeah. I'm like, that's all you're gonna think right now. Not like, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. You just like suddenly think everything is old and falling apart like <laughs> wild uh-huh. um he lays down on his bed and he places his hand over his heart where the spirit orb entered his body he suddenly falls into a dream where he's on a beach and the spirit woman named Ouijin introduces herself so moon is super confused and scared and he jolts awake in his room mm-hmm. and he's like it felt like a dream, but not a dream. But it was real. But it was a dream, but what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he tries to tell this to his friend, Juyon, 
But then they see that Wung, Wung Min is being bullied. So So Moon starts to intervene. Um, and it's getting, like, pretty heated mm-hmm. in a fucking library. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just, like, staring. Mm-hmm. But eventually a teacher comes after hearing the student shouting. And Wung Min is upset that So Moon put himself in danger for him. And he's like, don't do that. Like, I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah, Just like let me deal with this. You being hurt doesn't like both of us being hurt doesn't help the situation. Yeah, but it's sad. Bullies, yeah, suck. And the bullies in this series are awful. Yeah, like they're, fucking get a hobby, pieces of shit. Like, they're like older goon level bad. Mm-hmm. They they suck so bad. Uh huh. Um, we then cut to a super rich dude named Choi John Mul Mule who is the CEO of the store where Cho Jung used to work. He also goes to the noodle restaurant and appears to be one of the demon hunters. He tells them that they need to find the demon who killed Cho Jung, and they discuss how extraordinary this demon seems to be, like, incredibly strong, Mm -hmm. and maybe possibly, like, a level four. He's so strong. Mm -hmm. Um, They ask about where Weijin is now, and the CEO tells them that she's now in the body of a kid who wasn't in a coma. And the noodle gang is like, what? If someone healthy, like, can someone healthy be a counter like them? Yeah. And like, so we don't really know, like, how any of this works at this point. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, how did she enter someone that wasn't in a coma? Who's just walking around. Living yeah, damn enjoying, life. <laughs> enjoying life. But the CEO tells them that Weijin has said that the boy is full of anger and emotion, so he'll be unstoppable once he blows up. Mm-hmm. CEO Choi tells them that they need to find the boy in order to avenge Cho Jung. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to a quick scene of the police cleaning up the crime scene of the victim that Hana had a vision of, and the police rule it a suicide. But a female detective arrives and challenges the other de- detectives and accuses them of covering up the case. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who gets it. Yeah. Only one trying to solve a murder here. Mm-hmm. We also see the mayor notice that a man who used to stage protests that the city killed his daughter is no longer around. Uh, the mayor's secretary informs him that the protester has committed suicide, but then we see people taking down the protest signs and shredding a radioactivity report conducted by the victim's company. So shady. there's some shit happening. Yeah. Yes. Some crazy shit. Some shady stuff going all the way to the top. Yes. As they say. As always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Moon runs into the bullies on his way home from school. And we had learned in a previous scene that the bullies have influential parents, of course. Mm-hmm. So they're never punished. Like, even the teacher who, like, kind of breaks everything up is just like, oh, you're here too. And it's just like, cool with them, you know? Like, no one wants to tell them anything. Or- yeah. I think the I main know. bully is the son of the mayor. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, and I think even the friend is like, the teacher just said he'd help me reconcile with them. <laughs> Not like, yeah. Punish them. Ugh, it sucks. Yeah, it's, it's shitty. Um, the bullies then start to harass Somun, but Hana comes in and saves the day. She takes Somun to the noodle shop, and Mayo introduces everyone to Somun. She explains that their job is to bring dark spirits back to the afterlife, and he should join them. Mm-hmm. Moontuck isn't impressed with Soul Moon since he seems like just a wimpy kid. You know, he's 
He has a cane. Yeah. He can't. He's skinny. Yeah, he can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But he briefly seems to recognize him. Um, and so we'll get into that, I guess, later. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till that unfolds. I know, me too. Um, so Moon says he doesn't know who he is, and Moontop grumbles. The gang starts to argue about So Moon joining them, but Maok reminds them that they need to avenge Cho Jung. Mm-hmm. They decide to show So Moon the door to the afterlife. Maok convinces So Moon by saying she'll heal his leg for him, so he obliges. Mm-hmm. So Moon enters the doorway again and this time has a conversation with Weijin. And Weijin explains that they are in Young the border between the living world and the afterlife. Somun asks if he can see his parents here, but she shoots him down. She shows Somun how dark spirits attach themselves to a murderous host and encourage them to keep killing so the dark spirit can eat the souls and grow stronger. This was a shitty scene. It was yeah, a good scene, but I was like, ugh. Like the woman getting Somun. murdered. Yeah. Yeah. And he tries to stop it. Yeah. Eventually, strong enough to control... So they grow strong, the, the spirits grow strong enough to mm-hmm. eventually control the host's body. Mm-hmm. And Weijin tells Somun that he will be given great powers and be able to help take down these dark spirits, but also admits that he may die in the process. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, shit, I don't want to die. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. And she gives him a choice and he decides to reject the offer. Mm-hmm. And it surprises Maok and Muntak. Um, uh, Hana explains that while everyone else who became a counter was saved from the from their comatose state, Somun doesn't have any incentive to join them. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't basically brought back to life. He was just, again, enjoying his fucking birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was just a so, little baby. Yeah. Somun explains that even though Weijin gave him a week to think about it, He's certain he can't join them since he can't risk dying before his grandparents and putting them through the pain of losing family again. So sad. I know. Um, he sweetly leaves and he thinks everyone. And Maok encourages him to give the proposition some more thought. Somun gets a call from Wungmin as he's leaving and rushes to the school gym to help his gym to help his friends. And at that point, they're like, where is he going? Mm-hmm. And Hana's like, he's going to go get beaten up again. <laughs> <laughs> Hana already like, knows. So cool already. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. him. Somun arrives at the gym, but the bullies are pissed that he arrived without the girl who had beat them up earlier because they mm-hmm. specifically asked for them for him to bring her. Mm-hmm. Somun tries to apologize, but they start beating him up when he won't reveal Hana's identity. So Moon becomes angry and surprisingly blocks a punch from the main bully and calls him a son of a bitch and says he's already paid his debt back. And that's the end of the episode and you're like, oh shit, he's going to kick their asses. Yeah, so good. Ready for it. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's the end of the episode. I feel like a great debut episode. Yes. Maybe yeah. one of the best. Because it doesn't like meander a lot like this is this person this isn't this person yeah like you get a quick introduction of everyone mm-hmm. but in a way to where the story flows really well mm-hmm. and then there's enough like action happening uh-huh. to like keep you interested and then you're seeing like the creepy spirits mm-hmm. which is just like Ugh, it's weird yeah 
but like the characters are are all really likable, so you're mm-hmm. like already on their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you you already have a good understanding of what a counter is, mm-hmm. what a counter does, mm-hmm. how a counter typically becomes a counter. Mm-hmm. So you're not like questioning these things anymore, which yeah. is great. Yeah, coming off of something like school nurse files, where you're like, what that means? <laughs> What did any of that mean? What's a jelly? <laughs> but how they become hearts, though. <laughs> I loved how it looked, but, like, literally nothing made sense for me. And I don't know if it's because I'm fucking dumb. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> but I just didn't understand anything with that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the jellies were, like, a big metaphor for stuff. And I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> hmm. Back to the uncanny counter. Yes. Episode two. Yes. Okay. So we're very excited jumping into episode two. The Netflix synopsis is, The counters give Moon an extraordinary surprise. While contemplating whether he wants to join them, he's given a taste of the action. Ooh. hmm Okay. So we're back in the gym. And so Moon has his brief moment of strength, but then he is, like, nearly beaten to death after the other bullies join in, and the main bully is just, like, fucking going to town, like, mm-hmm. Itaewon class style, where you're like, oh, he's gonna, like, kill this kid. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary, and even the other bullies are like, you're gonna kill him! Yeah, <laughs> calm down! <laughs> I don't want it to go this far! <laughs> um, so, thankfully, the noodle gang arrives after Hana hears what is going on, like you said, she calls it. He's gonna get beaten up again. Hana takes Somun to their car, and Motok beats the shit out of the bullies. He, like, we get, um, kind of like the Bong Soon style shot, where you get, like, an x-ray and you see the broken mm-hmm. bones, which is cool. Um, but then Mayok eventually heals them and wipes their memories, so they don't remember the gang. But he's like, let them be in pain a little longer. <laughs> yeah, they're totally shitty. And yeah, I love terrible. how she calls one of them Rooster. Because he has that, like, faux hawk hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it when old people make fun of teenagers in that <laughs> way. Like, teenagers yeah. who deserve to be made fun of. Totally. Because they're dicks. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, someone eventually wakes up in the cafe and realizes that his leg has been healed by Mayo. Yay! And there's a really sweet slash sad scene. This whole drama is, like, sweet but sad, in a way, (laughs) uh, of him learning how to walk again and then, like, miraculously being like, okay, I got it, and then Mm -hmm. running while crying and remembering his parents. He returns to the restaurant and opens up about how his parents have died. And the gang kind of starts to reveal how they all had, like, rough pasts and how they were all in comas. But Hana breaks up the moment and announces she's seen another evil spirit. Like, Hana seems a little bit more closed off mm-hmm. than the rest of the group. Definitely. Uh, Mayok and Hana take off to stop the spirit, and Motok stays behind with Somun. Motok, I think, is supposed to, like, take Somun home, but he's like, hey, wanna fight a level one spirit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... He fills Somun in on how evil spirits work and points out that how Somun has gained super strength. And yeah, like I said, he like helps or he shows Somun like punch through a chair and he's like, you've got this, like 
let's go do this thing. So the guys take off running and um, they're all like, like you said, like with their little earpieces uh-huh. and they're like trying to find this evil spirit that Hana saw. So Moon eventually finds a woman trying to kill her husband. Like, he's looking through people's Crazy. windows. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine if you're just, like, walking, walking. down the street? <laughs> Fuck. Um, and he sees a young boy lying unconscious in the room. Um, and this was a clue because Hana said that she saw the evil spirit with a boy. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, freaking out because, like, he is not very experienced with all this, like, dark shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, just leave him! And he's like, I can't! <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a murder happen. Uh, so he eventually breaks into the apartment, and the other counters are like, shit. So Motok joins him, and eventually stops the woman from killing her husband. Hana and Mayok arrive, and Hana reads the husband's memories and realizes that he is actually harboring the evil spirit they've been searching for. She destroys the evil spirit while Mayok heals the dying boy. And I, I hated I hated seeing this evil spirit. Like when the guy's head was just like shaking and oh, you were yeah. seeing like the guy and then the spirit. Like, oh, it was ugly. It was ugly. I thought it was really cool though. It was like Yeah, it was it was really well done. Just uh-huh. like, oh god, this is so creepy. Yeah, for sure. And for someone like So Moon who again hasn't seen any of this stuff before, I would have been like, What the fuck? Yeah, and he's just like what holding this poor boy. <laughs> Uh, terrifying yeah he's such a sweetheart so mm-hmm. moon um so buh, buh, buh. the gang goes back to the noodle shop and praises so moon for saving the family and finding the spirit because the milk is also tells the mom because so basically the husband was like an abusive mm-hmm. husband and father and so she tells her like hey you need to like get out of here so mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're praising So Moon, and they encourage him to reconsider joining their team, and they even give him a uniform, which is their red tracksuit. Uh, Motak says he should decide by tomorrow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have a week, like Wigan said. And he's like, hey, just think about it overnight, and come meet us in the morning for our morning workout. Uh, So Moon happily returns home. And shows his grandma how he can walk and jump now, even though, slash maybe because he knows she won't remember. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I gotta show someone. Mm-hmm. The next day, So Moon joins the gang wearing his red tracksuit. And we get a mini flashback and we see Wigan laying out the rules. One, no using powers for revenge and no interfering in human affairs. That sounds hard. For sure. No interfering. What does that mean, though? No interfering in human affairs. Like, like if a bully is coming after him, can he beat them up? But not if a bully is going after his friend? Yeah, it's like, are you allowed to use self-defense? <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like the lines are a little bit blurred on that rule. For sure. I understand no using powers for revenge, totally. Mm-hmm. But the other one is kind of like, mm. It's like a little slippery slope there. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that will maybe come up in the mm-hmm. later episodes as an issue. Um, so, 
Shamun then asks if he can see his parents as a special favor since he was not in a coma when she took over his body. And he's like, I'm not gaining anything by doing this. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to give me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Noodle Gang is excited to see Sunmoon, and they bring out more of his super strength in their little hazing ritual of placing their handprint on a bridge. And, like, going back to Sunmoon seeing his parents, we don't see we can answer him. It yeah. just, like, cuts to yeah. him walking. So I'm wondering if they had, like, a little deal or something. Mm-hmm. Um... So back at the school, the bullies confront Somun again, but this time Somun uses his strength and beats them just enough so that they're embarrassed. He doesn't like break their bones or anything, mm-hmm. but like he basically just sticks up for himself and pushes them. And so yeah, they're like Bleh, all embarrassed and shitty. Mm-hmm. Um Someone tells him not to bully anyone else in the school or he'll go after them. He's like, you can't bully my friends. You can't bully the friends of my friends. You can't bully the friends of the friends of my friends. <laughs> uh, so it's a great scene. And, like, sometimes I find the, like, kids sticking up to bully scenes kind of cringy. Yeah. But I thought this one was good. So. Yeah, he handled it well. Uh-huh. Um. So. Then Somun goes back to the noodle shop, and the gang briefs him on the different levels of spirits, and specifically the one that killed Choljung. Milk gives Somun a hilariously crude composite sketch of the spirit, <laughs> <laughs> and all of the he like flips through a book of like mm-hmm. spirits, and they're like these have been really helpful, and they're like, I feel bad now for talking shit about like child Somun's artistic skills. <laughs> 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 when these were clearly drawn by adults. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, so he, Somun shows his artistic skills and draws, like, an actual good-looking yeah. composite sketch. <laughs> uh, that looks like a human man. Uh, we then get a nice little family photo moment. And I'll talk about this later, but I love a found family story. This has, like, <laughs> a lot of mystic pop-up bar vibes. Hmm. Um, so, but that sweet moment gets cut short when Hana, like, kicks Somun's ass due to her aversion of being touched. <laughs> um, Motok encourages Somun to try to take Hana down and read her memory, because he's like, no one can beat up Hana, and so no one knows what her memory is. Uh, this ends poorly for little baby Somun. <laughs> As she, like, beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And we get a classic little training montage as Somun gets more buff and is excited about his new abilities. Also, Somun definitely still has a crush on Hana. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, later Secretly, on, he's still like, she's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, she is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she's really cool. Mm-hmm. So... I also have a crush on. <laughs> and her hair flips in slow motion. Yes. Uh, later on, Somun leaves early as Hana has sent another level three spirit. It's a fucking creepy dude walking with a girl and the counters mm-hmm. race towards the scene. It's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. I was ready to watch the next scene. For sure. Do we have any thoughts and predictions for these two episodes thoughts very good yes very good story really exciting yeah i like 
I really, like I said, I, I'm really loving the dynamic. And I think even one of the characters says, like, no one knows what the deal is with this noodle shop because mm-hmm. people thought it was a family, but they don't they act like family. Yeah, but, but the ages don't really line up, and mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. But yeah, I love just like a little gang of misfits mm-hmm. kicking ass together. Totally. Also, whenever I watch stuff with, like, martial arts or action, I'm like, oh, I just really want to get in shape and, like, <laughs> you want to, to beat martial people arts. up. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like if um, I won the lottery, I would hire, like, a personal martial arts trainer. That would be fun. And learn, like, taekwondo or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's hard to find the time when you have a job. Also, I don't want to take a group class. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, after two episodes, I don't have many predictions because we still don't know a whole lot of stuff. But I would just say that there's going to be a lot more in this next episode of um, Somun kind of understanding his powers and mm-hmm. what it means to be a counter mm-hmm. and, like, hard decisions you may have to make in mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, the spirit that killed Choljung, if that's going to be, like, a finale thing or if that's going to be, like, a mid-series kind of finale. Um, Yeah. Because that one seemed intense. Like, I'm wondering if this show is going to be, like, Goblin, where it's, like, we're spending the whole series on this one mission Mm-hmm. Or if it's, like, going to be kind of, like, a weekly thing, which mm-hmm. would be yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm also also curious about the storyline with his parents. Oh, yeah, and the Because obviously, yeah, obviously they were killed for a reason. Mm-hmm. And for all we know, that, like, I don't know, they're connected in some way, and I feel like spirits are involved in some way, too. And the shady mayor. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the radioactivity. That's not mm-hmm. good. No. Oh, because they also say that, like, they're, that town, I think, like, Chengjin or something like that, mm-hmm. is, like, a hotbed of evil spirit activity. <laughs> so. wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the radioactivity. Maybe the shitty mm-hmm. mayor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shitty maybe mayor, shitty bit. son. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah, definitely. And I want to see that detective, the female detective. Oh, yes. Again. Mm-hmm. She was cool. Yeah, I have a feeling she's going to see more deaths like that from spirits mm-hmm. and be the only one who's, like, actually trying to solve the cases. Yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. if she's going to team up with them in any way. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, at the very end, it'll kind of all come together. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm kind of excited to see uh, Somun's friends eventually finding out he has superpowers. <laughs> yes. Um, no one really questioned him on the fact that he was straight up fucking walking and kicking their asses in yeah. the classroom. Because he wasn't using his, like, crutch at that point. No. But he still walks around with it, I guess, as, like, cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he doesn't really use it. And then he, like, kicks the soccer ball, like, super far. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, like, Spider-Man, like. Yes. <laughs> Totally. I was a dork, and now I'm, like, really good at stuff. Mm-hmm. Getting buff. Mm-hmm. Um. 
yeah, yeah. I am really liking it so far. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm excited to watch more. Do we have any fashion moments? Yes, God! Um, I do not right now. Yeah, it's a little early, and yeah. this might not be a great fashion Yeah, series. I don't think it's going to. Yeah, I just said I want a tracksuit, and I've been wanting <laughs> one for a while. Mm-hmm. I want a matching one, like, it's the year 2002, and uh-huh. um, I also have, like, after seeing, uh, what's her name? Hana? Mm-hmm. Like, her black hair, I'm like, I... I've been, like, tinting my hair black, um, but mm-hmm. I've been taking a break because it's, like, a whole thing. But I'm like, I should do it again. Like, I like the black hair look lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, black hair's great. Uh-huh. So that's all I had. But, yeah, not the best. Everyone's either in, like, a school uniform or a red tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And those bullies that, like, partially wear their uniforms. Yeah. But wear just, like, regular t-shirts because they can. Mm-hmm. God, they suck. Yeah. Again, definitely total goon vibes from each <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Okay, do we have an I love you moment? I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Um, I will say... So Moon's sweet friends. Mm-hmm. Just, like, taking care of him, watching out for each other. Yeah. Just, you know, being good friends. Yeah, they're a sweet little trio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking up, this is more behind-the-scenes stuff. I was uh, going through everyone's, like, Asian wiki thing, and it says mm-hmm. their ages, like, the actors' ages, on their profiles. And So Moon's friend... Who gets beaten up? Uh-huh. Is five years older than the actor who plays So Moon, so he's fifteen years older than the girl. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, he doesn't look that old. No, he doesn't. I mean, like not old anyway, but like no, to yeah, be five he, years older than them. He was born in nineteen ninety one. Hmm. And uh, I think the guy that plays So Moon was born in nineteen ninety six. Mm-hmm. And, which is interesting because the girl that plays Hana was also born in 1996. So, like, they're the same age. Uh-huh. Um, interesting. Which I feel like kind of makes sense. She maybe looks a little older than him, but maybe it's because mm-hmm. she's not in a school uniform. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, wow, that's, like, a very big range yeah. of ages supposedly playing the same age. <laughs> totally. That's weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're a sweet little trio. Um, my I love you was... Oh, like I said, I love the found family vibe. I love, like, it's only been two episodes and already Mayok is, like, a sweet little mom mm-hmm. to everybody. Totally. And Motok is, like, a kind of a grumbly uncle who... <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to show he cares but like you can tell he actually does care and Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like already thinking like are someone and hana gonna be cute together i'm sure this isn't gonna be like overtly romantic in any way Mm -hmm. but i like them together they're cute yeah we'll see what happens i don't know 
Because yeah. right now she's very closed off. For sure. She's just doing her job. Definitely. And I would be totally okay if they don't address it. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, they're cute. They're both cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Yes. Well, I'm really excited. Thank you to all of our Twitter people who told us to watch this because. Yeah. Good it's job. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Do you, we have anything else? Um, watch episode three and four. Mm-hmm. Because we have a feeling they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be covering them next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, follow us on the things. Mm-hmm. And subscribe to the pod and rate the pod. Five stars, please. Yes. Buy yourself a cute little pin or sticker mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. patch from our Etsy. Or for someone else. Yeah, you know, birthdays, other mm-hmm. holidays, <laughs> just because. Just because, yeah. Best Friends Day. Mm-hmm. Galentine's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Okay. Well, I'm very much looking forward to next week. Me too. And we will talk to you guys then. Goodbye. Goodbye.